Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how to practice mindful eating. Now, before you can be a more mindful eater, you need to practice being more mindful, period. And I think this is really important because I think a lot of people are trying to become mindful eaters just all at once. That's really difficult because that's a compound behavior. So the first thing we want to do is talk about mindfulness and um, really thinking about practicing becoming a more mindful person in general. The best way to do that is to start practicing meditation. And so if you want to become a mindful leader, the first thing I'd suggest is take a minute to five minutes a day, assuming you're starting from, from zero, and start by practicing meditation. Uh, it doesn't have to be any fancy meditation. It is literally anything where you are closing your eyes and bringing your awareness and your attention inside your body. And so you pay attention to how relaxed you are, how calm you are, your breathing. And that's it, okay? You can obviously go deeper into different types of meditations, but just something that simple is going to benefit you. And so this becomes part of your regular routine, is learning how to calm yourself down, to bring your awareness inside, okay? Once you get good at that, now we start to bring that into the eating, Okay, but again, if you're just going to try and be a mindful leader, it's going to be hard because you don't have the skill set. All right. So once you start to develop some ability to bring your attention inside and calm yourself down, now we want to bring that into the eating. And the biggest challenge of being a mindful eater is remembering to be mindful. Okay. So what we want to do is ahead of time, before you eat, we want to set up some reminders for you so you don't have to remember. You'll just automatically be triggered to be reminded. And so some examples of this could be if you you eat dinner in the same spot. Um, one of my favorite ones ever, a client did this, is you can take like a snow globe and put that in front of um, where you typically eat so that when you sit down, you see the snow globe, turn it over, put it back, and you take that minute while the snow's falling to become more mindful. Okay, and you set yourself up to now eat mindfully. It's very difficult to be mindful eater if you sit down and you've been running all day and you're freaking out and you're stressed and you're and now you're going to be mindful. It's difficult. Okay, so we want to put ourselves into state and now we'll be mindful. And the more triggers and reminders we have, the better because now we're not relying on ourselves to remember it. So again, the easiest way to do that is to anticipate where do you typically eat? When do you typically eat? And set reminders for that. If you typically eat at 12 noon, you can set a reminder on your phone, set a little alarm, mindfulness, right? So you send these little reminders for you so that when you sit down or you're in the situation where you're typically gonna eat, you have a reminder to be mindful. Um, if you typically, you know, you snack on the sofa, you know, you put something there, a little reminder somewhere on the sofa that you'll see or feel so that'll trigger you to be mindful, all right? But ultimately, it's a practice. It's just like meditation. It's meditative eating, basically, and it's a practice. You're gonna start, if you have not done any meditation at all or any mindful eating, you're gonna start and you're not gonna be very good at it. That's fine, okay? It's something you're gonna consistently get better at, and it is the process, I just wanna say this one more time, of mindful eating, of meditation. It is the never-ending process of bringing our attention inside, calming ourselves down, quieting our mind, and realizing that as soon as we get distracted, we have to do it all over again. And it is just that process over and over and over and over. Our mind constantly is getting distracted and we're getting, um, is wandering. And so we're bringing our attention back and bringing ourselves back into this calm, centered place. That's just what it is. But the more you do this, the more you're gonna start to eat slowly. 
You're going to know when you've had enough to eat. You're going to choose healthier options. You're going to chew more slowly and you are going to lose weight because the more mindful you become while you're eating, the more aware and in tune you become with yourself, the easier it is to eat in a way that's going to help you lose weight. All right. So give this, give us some thought and start focusing on it. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them back on here for the first time in a while. Well, it feels like a while. It's not that long, I guess. What's up, Jody? I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. Actually, a sound and it <laughs> makes me crazy when I sound like this. It's so annoying. Um, the worst part of getting sick for me is my voice because it messes everything up that I do. Although this time here, I will say I, uh, I've been focusing a lot on writing stuff. So that's been helpful. I put all of my energy into writing, which I've, I've had to do. And, uh, so in that sense, it's been good. And on top of that, I have not slept as much as I've slept over the last week and I sleep a lot. So I, I get a lot of sleep anyways. Um, but I have not gotten as much sleep and rest, uh, in a week as I have this last week. I, I mean, geez, it's been, it's been wonderful. Um, book soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The book all, all December is really, I love December. December seems to be, this is kind of like, I was just saying this in the call yesterday. I kind of like a year, certainly with my eating, I have like a year long structure to it, you know? And so December is typically my less, one of the less healthier, I don't want to say healthy. That's not true, but I'm a little, a little looser with my eating typically in December because of the holidays and stuff. Um, but work-wise I tend to, it's a slower month, obviously weight loss wise. Um, so I, I tend to take a step back and so I'm redoing the program, which I'm super excited about. Um, and I have some new programs coming and the book. And so hopefully those will all be done. Well, certainly the programs will all be done by the first. And, uh, will the book be done? I think so. Cause the book is, this isn't a super long book. I got plans for, um, at least two books. So the first book is really a short one. Um, and the second one's the bigger one, but that's the goal to get that done, um, by the end of the year. So we'll see how that goes, but it's been going pretty well. Yeah. And it's been nice getting back into the writing. So most of the writing I've been doing is more, um, like sales pages and, and descriptions of programs. So that's been good, but yeah, it's been tough. It's been a, a week, a week of no lives pretty much. And that's been weird. That's the first, the longest time I've taken off and geez, it's been a while. <laughs> I don't like it. I like, I like doing the lives. I love, I love doing the lives. So, um, yeah, I miss them when I do them, but yeah, it was, it was hard to talk, which for me is very weird. It was hard for me to talk this week cause my voice was all crazy. My head was, was all fuzzy. Um, so it was hard for me to talk in two ways. Physically it was, it's, it's been kind of hard to talk. My, my throat's been weird and all the rest of it, but two, and my breath's off, you know, my breathing is off. Um, so I've noticed my, my breathing, my speaking pattern has been different than normal. But the second thing is, yeah, my head's been a little fuzzy and that's weird. That's kind of, that's fixing itself, but that's been weird. I got an air Monday and it's like, usually I can just talk for hours about this stuff. <laughs> and I was definitely a little, uh, I don't know what the, what the word would be a little off, but anyways, yeah, feeling back to normal. And then I had, to, yeah, this week was weird too. I guess it was a blessing, but I had internet issues too on top of it. So I think I'm glad, I'm glad, lucky that those happen because I probably would have done coaching calls. I probably would have done um, lives, but I didn't because I couldn't. <laughs> so again, I think it was the universe looking out for me. So that's good. But I kind of missed everyone. So yeah, if anyone has any questions about weight loss, feel free to ask them um, back back in the, the saddle here. <laughs> uh, but where are we at Thursday? No, it's so weird. This week went by. 
Weeks go by quick when you sleep a lot. <laughs> so, uh, that's funny. So, yeah, I don't know. How's everyone doing? I know that the, the holiday was last Thursday. Middle of a time war for me. But how's everyone doing getting back on track? I know uh, sometimes Thanksgiving can come. It's only a day, but then sometimes that day can spiral into a month real easy, right? And uh, so, you know, the de December's first is tomorrow. And so where's everyone at? Were you able to get back on track? I always love the holidays. One of my favorite times. Most people kind of just, I don't say most, but, but a lot of people certainly put weight loss out of their head um, during the holidays. And a big reason for that is because most people kind of all or nothing, right? So it's very difficult to be following some strict diet during the holidays, right? So if you're, if you're trying to do keto or paleo or intermittent fasting or no sugar or 1200 calories during the holidays, you're probably going to have a challenging time, right? Ah, there it goes, Don. Don says never off track mindset, right? Exactly. So Don knows, right? So that, that's the key thing. And so I love speaking about this during the holidays because this message is really impactful during the holidays. I always say, you know, most people are all or nothing with their weight loss. And so certainly during the holidays, it's going to be hard to be all or nothing, right? I mean, well, it's not hard to be all or nothing. You'll just be nothing most likely, right? So what we want to do is be all or something, you know, keep yourself in the game. Do not check out for December and then expect January 1st to come around. You're just going to magically lose all the weight. It never happens. You know, why would it, if you spend four to six weeks, um, four to six weeks of being off track, it's like, how are you going to just wake up one day and then just magically be, you got to stop that shit. That's that false hope syndrome that a lot of dieters are guilty of where you just expect in this magical, this magical moment for most people. It's, uh, you know, for most people, it's the Monday, the magic Monday, where all of a sudden you just become this person who follows your plan perfect. But don't let that happen for the holidays either. Um, Don says, for years, I gained five to 10, just like vacation. Those days are over. Yeah. I mean, they estimate, I don't know. I see different stuff about the vacation pounds. Um, but yeah, typically it's a couple pounds at least for most people. And they just never lose it. You know what I mean? They just kind of keep it up and then it just keeps a lot of times that, that becomes the weight gain each year, year after year. A lot of can be attributed right to the December. Yeah, Jody's, Jody's in it too. Yeah, so, so definitely there's no no need. I always say, you know, to me, it's like the holidays. It's really like a stress test on your weight loss plan. And if you're not able to follow it during the holidays, it's probably a shitty plan, right? If it's super strict and you got to be perfect with your plan, it's a shitty plan anyways. How about that? <laughs> Yep, minimize the damage. Love that mindset. Yeah, minimize the damage, right? So so that's one of the strategies we use in Program Yourself Then, for when you're not being perfect with your eating, which is most of the time. But minimize the damage specifically is like a holiday vacation mode, right? Where you're not in your normal setting and you're in holiday vacation mode, right? So we're going to be in holiday vacation mode sometimes. It's like dieters. It's like you just don't want to admit that you're not you know, it's it's like you're either in denial about what you're doing or you're perfect with what you're doing and there's no middle ground. And so holidays come up and it's like, oh, I got to be perfect, but you're not going to be perfect. And so now you're just not thinking about anything. It's very weird. I'm fascinated, absolutely fascinated by the dieter's mindset. I, I find it fascinating because it's a very, 
unusual thing, a dieter's mindset. It's not normal. Like it's not a normal, natural thing. You don't think like a dieter in anything else you do in life. You've been conditioned by the diet industry to think like a dieter. And it's, I think what's so fascinating about it is it doesn't work. Um, it sucks. And you keep doing it. <laughs> I guess that's, that's why I'm so fascinated by it. It does not work. You hate it and you keep doing it. And I don't know why, why does this happen? Why do people keep dieting? Right? That's what I think about. Now I think the answer is what I've kind of landed on is that you just, you can't even, you can't even think about weight loss any other way other than a, a dieter. You know, you've been so conditioned by the diet industry that you literally can't think about weight loss in any other way other than dieting. Think about that. It's crazy, right? That's how solid the marketing campaign for dieting has been. And it's intense. I'm going to do, I got so many cool things lined up. One of them is going to be, I'm going to take the YouTube channel more seriously. One of the things I want to do is I'm going to start looking at old diet ads. So you can start to, we can start to deconstruct why you think this way because it's been so long, you know? It's been so long, it's been our entire lives, folks. All of us, our entire lives, especially if you live in America. Right? So I can only speak to America, Canada, England, Australia. I know these cultures. I work a lot with people in these areas. And it has been your entire life, entire life. You have been exposed to millions of weight loss ads. Always the diet ad. And they've conditioned you to think about weight loss like a dieter. And you can't think about it any other way. You're trapped. You know? So so diagnosing some of these, dissecting these earlier ads is going to help us understand why you're thinking about the way now. Um, what's up, Tanya? Your program. Sent the last one too early. Your program works great on me. I feel like I love my new self. I will take a screenshot of that. Great job. Tanya, you're awesome. Um can you shoot me an email and I will look into that for you? I don't know why I sent the, the last one early. Usually once that's set up, it should just be working. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, but that's awesome. Great job do, using the program, you know? Yeah, I'm excited. I, the program, oh my God, I'm so excited. I, For you, those of you that don't know, and those of you in the program, I'm excited about it because um, my voice... I don't know. You know, it's funny. You just get used to it sometimes, but I do not get used to it because I'm always listening to my voice, you know, very keyed into it. Not a singer, but I'm very aware of my voice like a singer may be, you know? And uh, so when my voice is weird, it's very distracting to me. Um, this program, I've been, I've been teaching Program Yourself then for over 20 years. And... Uh, I used to teach it that the program itself was almost more the style of like information product was more like trainings modules. And so it used to be like eight modules hour long, each videos. Um, originally just audios and then, and that's how I did it. But that, it, that's not what people want anymore. You know? So, so last year I redid the program and uh, I've been fortunate to do group coaching this time using the program. And long story short is after the end of a year, I now know what's worked and what hasn't been working in terms of how I've been teaching the program. So the new version of it, I'm really excited about because I feel like it's the most concentrated, like it's the least amount of fluff and it gets right to the point of it. And so it's gonna 
reteach the redo rehearsal technique. Um, I'm redoing the, the weight mastery blueprints. What do you guys think? I was thinking about calling, I keep calling the weight mastery blueprints. I know no one likes that. Um, but I was thinking about calling it the perfect plan. The daily sessions are called the imprint system and then the program yourself then technique, which is the redo rehearsal technique. So I'm excited about it because it's just every time I, I iterate on the previous version, it just gets better and better. And so I feel like this one here is going to be the biggest jump because it's been the first time I've really been able to. Um, oh, I watched your early YouTube lives. I noticed the change and really like the lives a lot, a lot better. I appreciate you saying that, Jody. Yeah. Any feedback? I'm always, always open to it. Um, even the negative stuff. I don't mind because I always like to get better at it. So I appreciate you saying that, Jody. Yeah, I got a feeling they're going to get a lot better. One of the cool things about the lives that I'm doing, I'm about to roll out, is right now I do these on, uh, do these on, they do the lives on TikTok, and then I live stream it to YouTube. But I'm going to start live streaming this uh, into Facebook as well. And so I will have a Facebook group set up where you can watch these in there, and you can see that all the replays will be in there as well. And um, it'll be easier for you to ask questions if you have them. And so I got some cool ideas for that. In the podcast, I'm going to start interviewing some people. Um, I'm going to be a guest. Oh, I have been a guest, but it's going to be released pretty soon. I'll let you know about that. It was pretty great. I did a um, podcast with someone. I'll let you guys know about that when that comes out. Tanya says, I've always tried to fit my old self in a new life or in new habits, but now I just want to leave her behind because she doesn't fit in the life I want. Tanya, that makes perfect sense. That makes absolute perfect sense. And it's so weird. You're like reading my mind. I was watching a, a documentary the other day. It was called Sunshine Hotel or Motel. But it was about, it was 1999. And it was in, they call it flop houses in New York City. In um, uh, a tr troubled part of town, put it that way. They call them flop houses. And, you know, you could rent like a tiny room or even a dorm. There's one last place I like a dorm style and you could stay there really, really cheap. And um, I was really thinking, it really, you know, stuff like that really hit you. And I was thinking about a lot this week because what, what, I, what you notice in the thing, you always see people, they'd be there for 10 years, 20 years, but always, I'm gonna get out of here, I'm gonna get out of here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna change this, I'm gonna change this. Nothing ever changed. The only people that ever got any chance of changing were people that left that environment. Um, and stick with me, Tanya, this is why I say this, is that when it comes to changing yourself, I noticed that's what a lot of people are trying to do with the weight. You're trying to stay the same person, but trying to act different, right? Every time you do a diet, you're staying the same. You just, now I gotta follow my keto plan. I'm gonna start my keto plan tomorrow. I'm gonna start my Weight Watchers again tomorrow. I'm gonna start my plan again tomorrow. But it's always this idea that you're gonna stay the same and you're gonna start following your plan. No. You, you've got to get out of the environment. Metaphorically, what we're talking about with Program Yourself Then you've got to step outside of yourself. You have to step outside of yourself and create a new version of you. So I get exactly what you mean, Tanya. And I think it's really important with how you're approaching your weight loss, how you're approaching change in your life. You can't, this goes back to, I love one of my favorite Einstein quotes uh, is that you can't create the same level of thinking that created the problem cannot solve the problem paraphrasing and the same you that has been stuck at this weight stuck with these weight problems cannot fix the weight problems you need to work on transforming yourself you can't just be the same person and magically act different 
you know what I mean? Like, you know, I hope that makes sense. Because I think this really focuses you on what needs to change. And it's you. And it's been decades you've been trying to lose the weight. The diets, they keep changing. Or they're the same ones you keep trying to do it. But you stay the same. And you keep telling yourself, well, once I lose the weight, then I'll change. Then I'll be different. Once I lose the weight, then I'll be a different version of myself. No, you won't. And if you keep going about it that way, first of all, you'll probably never lose the weight. And second of all, even worse, you may lose the weight and then you're just going to put it back on because you are an overweight person. What defines whether you're overweight or not? I don't think it's the scale. I think it's your mindset. And so let me put it this way. You've got an overweight mindset. Okay. If you've been struggling with your weight for a while, you've got an overweight mindset. You just living your life, doing what you do, the way you live, the way you eat, the way you think, the way you feel, all of these things are keeping you overweight. So you have an overweight mindset. That's your natural, normal mindset at this point. And what you do is you have an overweight mindset and you have a diet mindset. That's it. You've got two mindsets. And you get upset with being overweight sometimes and you start, you try to diet yourself down, but then you're still left with the same problem. You've got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. You do not know how to think like a thin, healthy person. This is the problem in a nutshell that's never addressed. You think, well, once I lose the weight, then I'll magically turn into that thin, healthy person. No, not necessarily. And as a matter of fact, it's unlikely. Evidenced by the statistics that 82 to 95% of people that lose weight on a diet put it back on. You know, So we've got to look at that piece of it. Your own experience has shown you that you've lost weight and then you put it back on. Why? It's not about knowing what to do. You knew what to do. It's not about your genetics. You lost the weight. The difference is you don't know how to think like a thin, healthy person and you have no plan to learn how to do it. You've got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. That's it. So I think you need to create a thin and healthy mindset. And the question becomes, how are you going to do that? I mean, I got my strategy for how you're going to do it, but what? how are you going to do it? Do you think that makes any sense? Do you think your mindset makes any sense in your weight? Yeah, I tend to. Sweet, sweet quest. Uh, blueprints, I think, are the greatest because it implies detail. Hmm. I like that too, sweet quest. I know. I'm going to have to sit on this one and think about it. Regardless, the material's really good anyways, and it's getting so much better. I, hey, listen, you know what I mean, folks? We all make mistakes sometimes. My workbook's phenomenal, but it's it's too much. I know that. So um, I was overteaching when it comes to that that, that workbook, I believe. But the new ones are great because it gets right to the core of things, and I think that's the main part. Um, yeah. So, yeah, implies. I got you, I got you. <clears throat> um, yeah, Tanya, you get what I'm saying, right? So it's so funny you said that because I've told, I've, I've literally been thinking that, you know? Um, and, and you all need to get that in your head because that's what's going to start to get you amazing results. You know what I mean? It's because um, you're trying so hard. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. It's like you're you're putting effort in with the diets, but it's 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 inefficient, ineffective effort. I mean, um, Bailey says it's a lot, but it makes you think about things you haven't been. I know, I know, Jody. And I'm gonna. I, I've been thinking about this so much. I I actually I don't I think I've said this before, but I had last year. What I was doing is I spent really the year coaching. Um, certifying people as programming self thin coaches, teaching them this method and really showing them with them. So I will still have that work, but it'll still be available for people that 
are that type of person. And I think you're totally right, Jody, that that's what it's meant to do. It's meant you to start thinking about a lot of things that you're not thinking about. But so it will still be there. And all that training, that intense training will still be there. But it's going to be for the average person. They just want quick, easy things. And I get that. And there's a benefit to that, too. So they'll both be available. Um, Julia says, sorry, I joined late. Get what in your head? What you want to get in your head is that your weight loss is not about your weight loss is not just this external thing where you're going to act different. Your weight loss, if you really want to master your weight, if you want to, again, let me just back up a little bit. The goal cannot be to just lose weight. You don't just want to lose weight. That's the first step to, to really getting better results. You don't just want to lose weight. You've lost weight and then you put it back on. You've probably done that a number of times. So you don't just want to lose weight. So stop saying that. It's a shitty goal and it's not true. Your real goal is that you want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on your autopilot. That's a completely different goal, which requires a completely different strategy. And so if you are going to live at your goal weight, if that's the goal, and you're going to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot, you have got to approach this differently. You can't just think you are going to force yourself to act differently. You've got to transform yourself from the inside out. And it starts by thinking of yourself in a new way. You need to change how you think about yourself. You need to become a different version of you, a better version of you, right? It's, it's that simple. And what most people do when they want to lose weight is they're just saying, oh, I just need to start my diet again. I need to stay the same, but I just need to force myself to act differently. No, you need to think about yourself differently. And program yourself, then we call this a self-image, and this is a big part of the program. The program's really not about losing weight. It's about becoming the best version of yourself possible. It's an inside-out approach to weight mastery. It's a taking your weight loss and wrapping in personal development. So it's not just about, oh, I want to weigh X amount of pounds. I want to lose the weight. I want to weigh X amount of pounds. No, it's about I want to become the best version of myself possible. I want to be the best Julia I possibly can be. As you can imagine, that's a way more motivating idea than just focusing on the number of a scale or the size of a close. You know? Kelly says, very true. I had lost 70 pounds, started getting comfortable years back, ended up gaining it all back. Yep. Getting a better mindset using what I've learned from you, down 20 pounds now. That's awesome, Kelly. Uh, that's super, right? And that's the secret. And, and whoop. Oh, what's going on? This phone. This phone's got a mind of its own sometimes. Can you guys still hear me? Okay, just delete it. Sometimes this phone does, does what it wants to do. I get it, Kelly. And so what you do is you learn from that, though. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, we accept it. We learn from our mistakes. We say, never again. Fuck the weight loss. I don't care about losing weight. I care about living at my goal weight forever. That's, that's the difference. This time I'm going to do it once and for all. I'm going to do it in a way that works for me. I'm not just going to lose weight. I'm going to figure a way to master my weight that's custom built for me, that fits me like a glove, that I can live for the rest of my life. See? It's a big difference. Yeah, Tanya says, live like you want to live. Exactly, exactly. That's a much bigger goal, you know? People just like, I mean, Jesus, dieting couldn't be any more obvious. People hating, hating how they have to lose weight. Hating dieting and thinking that's what they got to do. So I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. Stop saying that. 
You clearly do give a shit what you got to do because you're not doing it. <laughs> what? Why, how dare you say that? How dare you say I don't give a shit what I got to do? Just tell me what to do. I, I just want to lose the weight. What? Are you crazy? Look at your look at your experience. You know what I mean? Like what you have to do to lose weight is the most crucial thing of the whole process. Because if you hate doing it, guess what? You're not going to do it. It's not rocket science. You know, people can really twist themselves into nuts, misunderstanding things. But uh, yeah, live like you want to live. You know, how do you want to live? Not just what weight do you want to live at? Who do you want to be? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? What kind of relationships you want to have? Right? Well, what's important to you? Yeah, Kelly says, working on myself and want to see that healthier person in the mirror again. Yeah. Lifestyle change, not just a diet. It's a lot of things you have to look at. Exactly, Kelly. <laughs> it is a lot of things. Jesus, people. I, I, it makes me nuts, man. Because the dieting, there you go. I mean, there's another aspect of the diet and mindset. No, it's just calories. Just cut your calories down. Oh, really? Is that all we need to do? I mean, on a simple level, that's it. But I always say it's like the piano. You can look at the piano you never played before. And you say, oh, playing the piano is easy. You just hit the keys in the right order at the right time and you got beautiful music, baby. It's easy. You know what I mean? Could you sound any more like an asshole saying something like that? You know, but dieting's the same thing. Oh, just eat less and exercise more. Oh, is it that easy? Is that it? Oh, you know? And so conceptually, weight loss is the simplest thing in the world, which is why all you perfectionists, and if you're listening to me, I know you're a perfectionist. <laughs> you perfectionists are just beating the shit out of yourselves because it's so simple sounding. But the reality of actually doing it is not simple at all. It, it's it's everything that's hard in life <laughs> to some degree, you know? So you need to like, you need to approach your weight like you approach college, like with that sort of commitment and focus and, you know, then you'll get the results you want, you know? But you're so, mo most dieters are so busy chasing shortcuts that they, they can't understand why they're not getting results, but you're half-ass committed to it, you know? Um, so... Uh, yeah. Tiny says, get his program, guys. It's so worth it. Let's stop fooling ourselves with that start on Monday. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, start now. Start in December. That's what I always say. My, I don't want to say my, all of mine, but, but a lot of my favorite clients start in December. I love that because, listen, whatever you do, please don't go to sleep until January 1st. Don't, don't do that. Okay, this is your chance to do something different. Send your subconscious mind a new message. We're gonna do it different. So what if it's December? I'm still gonna focus on my health. How about that? <laughs> you know, well, I'm gonna take December and practice being not perfect, right? So we got all or nothing, right? That's how you think about weight loss. Let's practice being all or something. Just do something at least. Don't stop that all or nothing bullshit. Never be nothing again. How about that? Always do something. That, that's going to help you be healthier and, and master your weight. What a mindset shift that is. That, that to me is the biggest mindset shift because you're, you're starting stops. You're starting stops. And your starts are a couple days. Your stops are a couple months, a couple years. You know, that math's not going to work for you. All right. So cut that shit out. Stop stopping. You know, you got to stop the diet mindset. The diet's there, by the way. The diet's a. All the diets you're referencing to lose weight are all owned by the big food companies. You're being tricked by the food companies. <laughs> you don't believe me. But uh, Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. 
The company that owns Atkins Food Products is the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast is the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. They don't want you to lose weight. Someone says Ozempic with an exclamation point for the win. Really? Really? You think some magic medicine is going to fix everything? I don't. I don't. Don't at all. I don't think the medicine is going to fix anything. I think the best case scenario is you take the medicine and you feel so sick you can't, you don't want to eat anything. And you lose some weight for a little while. And at some point you stop using the medicine because you either lose the weight and your medicine insurance won't cover anymore. Now it's a thousand, two thousand dollar a month bill that you can't pay. Um, all of a sudden they find out, oh shit, this stuff's dangerous because it does this thing here. Um, and you put all the weight back on. You say, oh shit. You know, the Ozempic's just a band-aid for a gunshot wound. The best description I heard, some doctor said, it's like you're in quicksand sinking and someone throws you a shovel. And you're sinking a little slower. Come on, man. There's only one solution to your weight loss issue. One solution and one solution only. It's changing your mindset. That's it. There's one, one answer. How do I know this? <laughs> because Program Yourself Thin is built on the backs of people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off for at least two years and their story is always the same yes their tactics are different but when you get down to the core how did you do it how did you stay motivated what triggered you to, to do this what stuck, how do you stick with it it's always the same stuff it's always the same answers the, the, the tactics are different. Oh, I, I eat vegetarian. Oh, I'm just a carnivore. Oh, I'm just this. So that's always different. But the, the deep psychological aspects of, of people that successfully lose weight long term, it's always the same story. You see it on here. Those of you that watch the, the, this all the time, you see people that are successfully lost the weight, even if they're not using program yourself then, they say the exact same things I'm saying. It's always the same story. You know? Um and Lori, I just saw Lori over here. Um, I you you emailed me and, and I got I'm gonna get back to that. My brain was foggy. I don't like to use excuses. I will use it this one time. The COVID made my brain foggy. I'm not lying. I have not experienced brain fog. It was scary, and I will tell you the. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'll get into the COVID. COVID thing. Here's the thing with COVID. It, it, that's one of the tools I use in the program. We talk is utilization. So COVID to me. It sucks. And on top of it, I'm not going to lie. It's been a tough, it's been a tough fall for me. It's been, you know, I broke my foot right in the middle of August. And all of a sudden that threw me off track. And I can't take my dog for walks in the morning. I can't play basketball. I can't do anything else. Um, and that threw me off. Right. And it was hurt and sore and all the rest. Okay. So now my foot starts getting better and I start getting back in the routines. You know what I mean? Things are going good. And then I get COVID and COVID walloped me, walloped me out of nowhere. And it's been a week of just, Boy, talk about it just disappeared. I feel like shit. My head's fuzzy. Don't feel good. All the rest of it. But I will use that as I will use the COVID as motivation to clean my life up even cleaner, you know, and get back into it. And uh, anyways, um, but I see Lori says I started your program a week ago working on the mind shift. I don't want a medicine of any kind. People around me smaller than I are using Ozempic. No, thanks. Again, I'm not here. If you're on Ozempic, I'm not here to, to beat you up. Um, I want to be supportive. And I have people in the program that are using Ozempic right now, but they're learning how to master their mindset while they do it. That's a smart approach to me. That that's, makes a lot of sense. Um, so... Yeah, and what I'm going to do, Lori, by the way, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to give you a week access to coaching calls too so that you can get get on a call and work with me and we'll work together. 
Um, I'll, I'll get that to you for next week. So you have two days where you can get on there with me. Um, make up for that. I feel bad. I feel bad that I missed that. Um, Kelly says, probably carrying 20 pounds of all the Sunday binges. When I started, I started the day midweek. Yeah, I see Kelly's saying, right? That that I'll start Monday bullshit, you know? And um, yeah, yeah, it's tough. So I don't do it this December. Come on, man, do it different. Do something different. <laughs> you know, just do something different. Don't do the same stuff you always do. And humans want to do the same. That's why our brain's designed. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I hate to see people using drugs so bad for the body. It, let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be a guinea pig with that Ozempic. That Ozempic's not for weight loss. It's for... Oh, I don't want to describe it. I'm not in the mood to describe it. I'm going to keep my... I'm being like... Um, what is his name? Kevin in uh, the office. <laughs> I feel like that. And I use a lot of words all the time. I'm always talking so much, but... My voice is a little off. My throat's a little off. So I feel like Kevin in the office, he like, why use many word when few do <laughs> trick? <laughs> I'm kind of like that here. So I'm not going to explain Ozempic and how it works today. But uh, other alternatives help your weight come off, sure, but not your mindset. I'm on willpower. Yeah, yeah. Lisa says, no, I'm not on it. Whoop, 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 whoop. No, I just invited someone. Whoops. Um, no, no, I am not on it. Not, LOL. I'm not sure you're not on that. Um, I quit Diet Coke, less inflammation and joint pain. Yeah, sure. Listen, folks, get off the diet soda, okay? Um, I'll tell you why. Is it better than regular soda? I don't know. I don't know. It's less calories, I'll give you that. But here's the problem with diet soda. And again, everything's relative, okay? So if you're used to drink a bunch of soda, regular soda, now you drink diet soda, I guess maybe that's an improvement, at least in, in terms of calories, I suppose. That's an improvement for sure. Um, but here's where I want you to keep on moving to, to no diet soda. The problem I have with diet soda, the big one that I think no one can argue with is that it's very sweet, right? It's, it's very unnaturally sweet. Okay. And so what happens is you're drinking diet soda and it's calibrating your taste buds for sweet, sweet flavors, hyper palatable flavors. And what happens is if you're drinking diet sodas and then you go and eat a banana or an apple, that banana and apple tastes bland as all hell. Natural foods, they taste bland. They're unappealing. Everything's relative with our taste. And so the thing, the big problem I have with diet soda is that it's it's very hard to eat healthy because everything tastes like shit and it's bland and boring compared to the the dazzling, the tantalizing tastes of diet sodas. You know? And so uh, there's that. The other side, and again, I don't know, argue this or not, I don't know how accurate how proven this is but the other piece is that you know when you consume sugar when you taste something sweet in nature it implies calories are coming and so your body starts to prepare for those calories usually by releasing insulin you know you can look at a cheesecake and your body will start to release insulin this is a trick of the body how about this one you can look at a piece of cheesecake cookies whatever your sweet of choice is and your body anticipating that sweet eating it starts to release insulin to prepare for the sugar rush that's about to come. And now what happens is the insulin goes into your bloodstream and it reduces the glucose levels you had. And now guess what? You start to feel more hungry. It's a tricky world we live in. So sometimes the theory with the diet soda is that you drink diet soda sweetness and you start your body starts expecting calories coming in, reduce the glucose level, you start to feel hungrier, right? Because of course no calories are coming in. But it's a it's a trick of the body. I, I just don't I don't know why you want to be on that roller coaster, that that taste roller coaster, that emotional roller coaster, 
that chemical roller coaster of, of diet sodas. Um, and I want to give those guys a shit of my money. I'm going to give them a penny of my money on top of it. I hate the soda company. I hate all these companies. You know, that's the, see, like you think of the food companies like they're your best friends. <laughs> they're not. The food companies are the cigarette companies, folks. Do you like the cigarette companies? Do you? You know, you got to say, oh, Jim, don't be so dramatic. You're being hyperbolic. Oh, am I? Am I? Do you know Nabisco and RJR Reynolds are literally merged at the same company? Literally. You know the parent company of Kraft? Philip Morris. Okay. So the cigarette companies in the 70s saw the writing on the walls. They divested from cigarettes and went into the food companies. And here we go. You know what I mean? They went into the same bullshit. They went in to make the most addictive product possible. They used the most aggressive marketing they could use possible to get people addicted to it. And then they sat on all the studies showing how bad it was for you. So if you want to understand the food situation we're in, just look back at the cigarettes. Because that's where we're at. In 20 years, you're going to have warning labels on these foods. Because they're that dangerous for you. Am I being dramatic? No, I'm not. We just live in a world where, listen, you know how much money's made off you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy? It's the whole economy. <laughs> it feels like, doesn't it? Right? The whole economy is built on keeping you overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. And so a big part of that is constantly minimizing the perceived negative effects of the foods we're constantly sticking in our fucking mouths. <laughs> it's that simple. You know, I was I mean, like a joke, like if you know anything about glucose levels, blood sugar, right? It's like, if I put you in the woods, you couldn't spike your glucose levels if you wanted to. I'll fucking drop, I'll drop you off in the woods and I'll give you a million bucks if you can spike your glucose levels, go. Unless you find a, you know, a, a fruit patch or a honey a beehive, you're not spiking your glucose levels. How would you? It's unnatural. But now we live in the modern world. You could sp you're spiking your glucose levels five, six, seven times a day. It's hard not to. It's it's not normal. It's not natural to do that. Yep. Um, you're making me want to quit like today. I hope so. Yeah, quit the diet coke, man. It's 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 inflammatory. I mean, it's just it's just thing upon thing, you know. But I don't sit here and do that. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you what's bad. You already know what's bad for you. What I do is I help people. This is in a nutshell. This is why you struggle with your weight loss. You want to know why? Every single, the weight loss industry in a nutshell, it doesn't matter if it's a workout, a dietitian, a doctor, a diet plan. It does not matter. Every single thing in the weight loss industry, it's always them telling you what to do. Here, do this. Here's the perfect plan to lose weight quickly. Do this. And then it's up to you to get yourself to do it. And you got no idea. You have no idea how to change your behavior. And you're never taught it. You know what to do, but you have no idea how to get yourself to do it. And no one's taught you it and no one's teaching it to you. What diet's teaching you how to get yourself to follow the plan? Isn't that the problem, folks? If you were a robot and you just type in what you're going to eat all day, whatever, I don't give a shit. doesn't matter. Intermittent fasting, keto, Weight Watchers, paleo, carnivore, vegetarian, vegan, doesn't matter. You type in your little thing, your little meal plan, what you're going to eat all day, and you're a robot, so you just did it. You don't have any problem losing weight. The problem is, you, oh, oh, this is what I'm going to do today. And then it gets time to do it. And you're like, mm, I don't feel like I have a cookie. I'd rather have a cookie. I feel like I want a cookie, <laughs> you know? And this is your problem. So again, I'm not just going to sit here and tell you, oh, Diet Coke's bad, you should stop drinking it. No shit. No shit. You know what I mean? That's not going to help you. I'm in the business of helping people in a practical way. That's why you're not sitting here. Tell I'm not telling you what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. You already know what you should and shouldn't eat. That's not the problem. Problem is you don't know how to get yourself to eat that way. 
No clue. No clue. And you're never learning it from a diet. They're just always telling you what to do. That's the, if you get nothing else from me, please get this. That's why there's no diet coming down the path that's going to help you because they're never showing you how to deal with what's going on in your head. So how are you going to change it? What, what's, what's, why are you struggling with weight loss? Let's break it down. Because it's not rocket science, but you're, you're so used to it and you're so used to looking at it in the exact same way and thinking about it in the exact same way that you can't see it, okay? But what's it come down to? It comes down to this, that you know what you should do. So what dictates whether you do it or don't do it? Because sometimes you eat the right food and sometimes you don't. So what's the difference? It's not what you know, right? It's not, not your nutritional information. That's not the problem. It's how you feel. When you're in a good motivated mood, you're energized, you're focused, you're, you're clear-headed, you choose the right food. And then there's the times when you're in a bad mood, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, you're pissed off, you're sad. And you say, I don't give a shit what I eat. I don't give a fuck if I'm eating cookies. I don't care. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, this isn't rocket science. It has nothing to do with knowing that carbs are good or bad for you or intermittent fasting benefits of 16 hours. None of that bullshit matters. That's not what's going to help you lose weight. What's going to help you lose weight is, do I have the ability to feel like shit and change myself to feeling motivated and feeling better and able to choose the right food? Because right now you don't. Right now you don't. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I'll choose the right food. And then most of the time you're like, I don't give a shit what I eat. I don't care. So how are you going to fix that? I don't know. I don't see any diets helping you with that piece of the puzzle. So, yeah. Don says, best decision ever was removing diet soda. Yeah, that diet soda is not your friend. It's not, it's not, it's not. I feel so much better, less bloated, don't crave sweets. Don't crave sweets. You see what I mean? That's exactly right. That diet soda, yeah, you may have stopped eating or drinking regular soda, but I bet your candy consumption and sugar consumption is right where it was in other ways. You know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cindy Detox. Oh, I thought that was that Cindy Detox. That doesn't say Detox. Cindy Doxtator. I like that name. I believe you. I just... I just need to cold turkey do it. When we are ailing, they make more money. Here's the thing, right? So so even with the soda, let's just talk about this real, real quick. So you're not just going to stop drinking the soda. I could sit here and tell you, hey, soda's bad for you. Who gives a shit? You're not gonna st- it's not going to stop you from drinking it. Folks, you all know what food's good and bad for you. Cold turkey's not going to work for you. Why? Why isn't cold turkey going to work for you? Because you are not changing any of the subconscious associations you have. Why do you like soda in the first place? Okay? It's not a logical thing. Because logically, you know all the reasons you shouldn't do it. You're... Let me back it up, Okay? Because this makes me crazy because this is what makes me so crazy in life because I know you want to lose weight more than anything. I know you've been trying to lose weight for decades. And the truth is you don't know anything about losing weight. This is how misled you've been. You've been trying to lose weight for 20, 30, 40 years and you don't even know how your mind works in terms of weight loss. So what are you doing? You just go from plan to plan to plan. You have no understanding. Of, why, do I, why do I keep choosing the cookie? Oh, because I'm a food addict. That, that's it, you know? So you got a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is what's running your weight. Your conscious mind is the logical, rational part of your brain that knows you shouldn't eat soda, drink soda, shouldn't eat cookies when you want to lose weight, 
Okay. It, your subcon your conscious mind is the part of your mind's logical and rational knows what you should do to lose weight, why you should lose weight, and it tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. And your subconscious mind runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, okay? So when you try to lose weight, you consciously say, okay, that's it, we're going on a diet, no more cookies, no more soda. But your subconscious mind says, I fucking, I love soda. Soda's delicious. Oh, life's hard, work sucks, and soda is the one bright spot of the day. Yeah. And so you go into your day and you say, you know what? No soda today, I'm on a diet, consciously. And then all of a sudden you get stressed out, you get a fight with your boss, you get annoyed, you get bored. And your conscious subconscious mind says, hey, let's get a soda, it'll make us feel better. And you go and do it. So cold turkey, schmold turkey. Have fun with that. Because you're not dealing with any of your subconscious associations. You want the soda, you like the soda. You, let's keep it simple. Your subconscious mind has like a, um, it's a scale, a pain pleasure scale. It's always weighing everything. Right? So you say, consciously, soda's bad, it's sugar, I wanna lose weight, I'm gonna stop drinking soda. Subconsciously, your mind says, soda good, pleasure, less pain. Not drinking soda, less pleasure, more pain. Which do you think you're gonna do? Well, if you're really focused and motivated on the first day, maybe you can white knuckle yourself through a day of not drinking soda because the entire time your, your subconscious mind says, I want soda, I want soda, I want soda. And your conscious mind says, no, we can't have it. 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 And eventually you get tired and bored. So fuck it. Let's just drink the soda. Who gives a shit? I can't do this. It's too hard. Does that sound familiar? You know? And so how do you change that? Well, you go to your subconscious mind. You change the association. You change how you think about soda so that you think about soda and you think soda equals more pain, less pleasure, and... Not having so you're having not having soda is more pleasure, less pain. Having soda is more pain, less pleasure. That's the secret. Let me give you an example, folks, because you don't know what I'm saying. If you're a non-smoker, it's not because you're fighting cravings all day, right? You're not you're not a non-smoker because all day long you're thinking about cigarettes and wanting them. You're just, no, no, I can't have them. No, I can't have them. You don't have any cigarette cravings, even if you've been a smoker. You now don't. Because of why? Because the way you think about the cigarettes, it changed that scale. The way you think about cigarettes, thinking about smoking them, more pain, less pleasure. Not smoking them. More, yeah, <laughs> I guess I sound confused. A little brain fog, remnants. But again, if you're a non-smoker, it's not because you're fighting cravings, because the way you think about cigarettes, your associations to cigarettes is your initial, oh, should I have a cigarette? No, nah, it's gross, I don't want that. Right? You think about having a soda, oh, yeah, I want that. That's what you got to change. Until you change that, you're always going to fight against it. Does that make sense? Christ, this is, it's like, again, but it's like, this is like psychology 101 and you've never learned it. What I'm trying to say is you're just, you're in a dark room. You're in a dark, you can't see anything. You're just fumbling your way around with your weight loss. Like it's not even a plan. Just knowing what you should do that, that's 5% of the process. The other 95% is learning how to deal with your thoughts, how you feel, your habits. Are you ever learning that? Do you not think that's important? <laughs> uh, Tiffany says, our flavored sparkling water is bad. I quit Diet Coke, but now I'm into those. No, I think this, the sparkling waters, I think, are definitely better. Um, I think ideally you want to be moving towards just plain old water if you can, you know, if that's motivating. But I think the sparkling waters, they dazzle your neurons for a little bit. They're, they're more interesting than water, you know, so it's fine. 
Um, again, I drink water because I like I like conditioning myself to boring, bland things. Folks, we, we live in the Las Vegas. Uh, every, every food, every uh, grocery store, all this packaging, it's, it's Las Vegas. It's, it's ah, you know what I mean? It's a spectacle. It's not normal and natural. It, it, like, listen, I still love food. It's got its place, but I moderate it. We can't live in this, this amusement park of food and, and be healthy in the way you want to be. You can't think of food like it's... You're, you know, I'm going to tell you this. Someone told me the other day, I listen to them say, they go, well, if I, what the, how they put this? They go, I could give up all the food and live longer. But if I want to be miserable, what's the point of living longer? And I said, you know, if you, if you, if you getting rid of a lot of that, the food you're eating is going to make you miserable, then you're probably a miserable person. Tough shit. You know what I mean? Because they say, oh, well, if I get rid of my, if I get rid of my crack cocaine, I'm gonna, my life's gonna be miserable. If I get rid of my alcohol, my life's gonna be miserable. No, no, it's not. <laughs> you gotta stop thinking that way. If your, if, if your life is given meaning, if the only thing given your life enjoyment is the food, you've got deeper problems than just the weight. Anyways, <laughs> good for you, Jody. I'm proud of you. You'll be happier. I mean, you don't want throwing that fucking Diet Coke in your body is just like it's throwing just like these bombs into your body. Like it really is. Chemically, emotionally, taste wise, it's just it's it's making it harder for you. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Weight Watchers is pushing injectable weight loss now. All right, I believe that. Weight Watchers is just a marketing company. Okay. Listen, Weight Watchers started out pretty good. There was a lady from New Jersey who started out altruistically, really wanted to help people. And then it got bought by Heinz so they could sell their bullshit, shitty food, okay? And so Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers was the best out of the group because at least they had that social piece to it. And now that's gone. They just do everything online. It's, it's, it's bullshit. You know who comes up with the, the counting points thing was made by a marketing team. It's a marketing company, folks, okay? So again, I know you probably lost Weight Watchers too. Weight Watchers usually has like the best results out of anything, but they're not teaching anything really valuable. Counting points, it's just a sneaky way to count calories. You know, so again, ultimately, you just you got to figure out how to influence your mindset, you know, but I'm not surprised that they're pushing that. Yeah, they've gone down completely. They're they're, they're clowns. I, I mean, it just is <laughs> hypnosis, mindset, calm, good choices, weight loss. Yeah, of course. Right. I've gained a new compassion and patience for learning how to stop ignoring my feelings. All right, Cindy, I'm really happy to hear that because in program yourself, then one of the main mantras we say is that awareness precedes change. When it comes to weight loss, dieters are always trying to just always fight against yourself. You know, no better example is like emotional eating. I'm just going to stop emotional eating. Please do not. Can we please understand the emotional eating? You're doing that for a positive reason. You're, you're eating to relax or to feel a sense of connection or to feel less pain. And so let's not just stop it. Let's understand it and find better ways to feel those emotions you want to feel or to deal with the negative emotions you don't want to feel. But don't just stop eating emotional eating. Let's seek to understand it. Right. And so, yeah, new compassion and patience for learning how to stop ignoring. I'm so happy to hear that, Cindy. That's going to serve you well. Um, Sweet Quest, the clown who says you are being dramatic is stuffing themselves full of Twinkies. You need this. <laughs> True story. I envy my husband who isn't much of a sweets person. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't just envy him. Model them. That's what everything I do in Program Yourself Thin is really inspired by neurolinguistic programming, which is the science of modeling. 
And that's where all of this started from. I began speaking with people that had lost weight and kept it off for at least two years. And that was the most, that was the moment. That was the shifting point of everything. Because that was the moment I went from being around people that were always telling me how to lose weight. I always joke, about this, the guy who taught me the most about diets and weight loss was a, a 400 pound comedian. He was a family friend. Spent the last 20 years of his life in a wheelchair. He couldn't move. He was huge. And um, always, every other week, it was a new diet. And he would tell me, I mean, he would talk, he was smart. He would tell me everything about the philosophy, never get himself to do it. You know, so it's, um, it's, it's about modeling the people that are getting the results you want. Not just trying to do what they do, but seeking to understand how they think about it. The interesting thing would be to ask your husband how he thinks about sweets. And that's the part you can change and model. Yep, Don says cold turkey equals the diet brain. True, true. Cindy says the emotional work has to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, what's up, Karen? Missed your last couple of lives. I You have COVID, Karen. I had COVID. That's why I haven't been on the lives anyways. So there's none to miss. Damn, I, I feel for you, Karen. I, I, geez, you know, here we are. What, I don't know, three years into COVID or whatever, but um, oh my God, this is the first time I got it. My whole family's had it before, whatever, but this is um first time I got it. It walloped me. So I, I have a new sense of sympathy for all of you dealing with it or have dealt with it. So sorry to hear that, Karen. I hope you recover quick. Um, yeah. You know what I haven't mentioned, actually? I was so out of practice. But anyone who's here that has that's not in my world, um, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you, and watch the training I give you. Three steps to master your weight. Um, go check that out. Um, keep talking. I'm listening. I need to think of it as a pain and not pleasure. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole secret. Yeah, it's changing how how you think about things. See, like if I, let's say I love eating cookies, okay? So if I want to stop eating cookies so much, I'm not just going to use willpower to stop myself from eating cookies. That's a temporary solution at best because as long as my associations to cookies, the way that I think about cookies creates positive feelings, desire for them, right? Think about this. So use whatever food you're struggling with. I'll just use cookies as an example. Let's say I love cookies. I eat cookies every day and I want to stop eating because I want to lose weight. I'm not just going to stop myself from eating them. That, that's not a real solution. I want to change the way that I'm thinking about cookies so I don't feel a desire for them. And that's what program myself then does for people. I did self-hypnosis telling myself I don't like sugary food and it's made a huge difference. Yeah, of course, fiery vixen. Exactly. That's what we learn in Program Yourself Thin. The Program Yourself Thin technique is the ability to take control of your subconscious mind so you can feel the way that you want about things. You can increase desire for healthy foods to slim you down, and you can decrease desire and increase indifference for foods that um, make you overweight. You know? Yeah, Karis, I just sound like you're sick too. I am. I am. Uh, again, I'm just I'm recovering from the, the COVID now. Um, I realize being sick that people really do eat mostly for taste and fun. I have no appetite or smell. Yeah, it's been fascinating for me too, like paying attention. My, my tastes have been off and everything. Um, for sure. It's been very interesting. Very interesting. Addiction is often someone's best attempt to cope when they don't see any other options. I get that too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I know. I know, Karen, right? I'm only eating for nourishment, only eating healthy food. I am not eating only healthy food. My eating has not been great. Um, I don't care. I'm not eating a lot, but I'm not. I was thinking this yesterday. I was like, good Lord, my carb consumption went up. I think when you get really sick, you revert back to your your deepest stuff. And I find myself reverting back to how I used to eat. Um, 
which is a lot of carbs. I used to eat a lot of carbs. I eat sandwiches from the beginning to end of the day. Um, I could just eat them. And that's what I did yesterday. And I've been eating a lot more carbs than I typically do. Um, I don't care. It's a temporary thing, but but I'm, I'm looking forward to feeling normal and getting back to my normal eating. Um, yeah, Don, good advice. Try to do things differently moving forward. Exactly, exactly. Oh, you had your first time too, Karen. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, you said four-day fever, chills. Everything was brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there with you. Yeah, I had fever and chills. I didn't have... The weirdest part of it all to me, I was saying that, like, it was, it's been very interesting. I will say that. And it's and scary. Like, it's scary to me because... Um, like my body, like it was weird. I've never felt anything like that. Like it felt different. You know what I mean? It felt like unlike anything I've had. It wasn't a flu. It wasn't a cold. It wasn't anything like that. And I felt so sore and I was so tired and I was so chilled, but I didn't have a bad fever. That was the weird part. You know, I kept trying. I was like, damn, I must have a bad fever. And it was like 99, you know, it's like, so it's just weird, weird. So I'm hoping I open back to normal soon. It's a creeping me out i'm modeling naturally thin people but when it comes to sweets i cannot stand the urge to overeat um i get that zay keep keep working on it you can again you got to be solution oriented and keep just keep working on it you'll, you'll figure it out um there be any tips to decrease desires uh, a million tips to decrease desires that's what the whole program is really is how to reprogram your mind so that you feel cravings and desire for the healthy foods and you feel indifference um, for the unhealthy foods. And so, you know, to do that, it, it's a process. I'm not going to go in it right now, but, but go, listen, go, go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session. I give it's all free. Um, get the hypnosis session, but watch the training I give you three steps to master your weight. Um, cause I go into that and I talk about it cause you need to understand how your mind works. It, it's not rocket science. I can tell you that <laughs> it's not as hard as you think it is. You just have no strategy. Folks, you hear what I'm saying? You got no strategy. And you, once you have a strategy, it's easier. But you're, you're just, you're flying blind. You know what I mean? Like you're, remember the days, remember the days before phones when you used to have to have a map if you're going to go somewhere, right? You're like going to another town that you've never been to without a map. That, that's, that's what it's like to, to describe your weight loss metaphorically. That's 100% what it is. So go watch the training. It's like a map. Um I hope you feel better soon. Thanks for still coming for us. Yeah, I know. I was just saying that. Like, I've I've been missing doing the lives, but I couldn't do them anyways. I was my voice was a mess, and I was I would just been babbling because even my head wasn't clear. Um, oh, thank you, sweet Cred. I, I appreciate you saying that. The training's really good, isn't it? It really is. And um, oh, I got I got a new one. I got so much. I've been saying teasing this stuff for a couple months. Um, it's been a tough couple months. I don't care. So what? I don't mind. I mean, I, I wish I wish I just said something, just did it right away. But sometimes you got to say something and just keep working on it, working on it. But I got the new training coming. I got just December is exciting, exciting, um, exciting stuff coming. But make sure you get on my email list. So the easiest way to do that is just go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. Um, and uh, it's important. First time listening to you, I appreciate the tough love. I'm glad I appreciate that because it is tough love. I, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. Um, if you don't know, first time here. For me, my father died when he was 54 of a heart attack. And, um, you know, and I was 50 pounds heavier, you know, than I was. And so for me, this is life and death. And uh, I think that... You know, it's. I want you to look good in bathing suit. I always say that, but but more importantly, I want you to live as long as you can, have the best quality of life you possibly can. What's up, Marcy? So I knew I was staying on long for an extra minute for some reason. 
So yeah, the tough love is 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 you got the right word. It's love. I I want you all. You deserve to master your weight. You know, that's what I always find that like like for my clients, that's always the best part. It's like people have been struggling with their weight for decades, and mastering their weight is is oftentimes like one of the biggest accomplishments of their lives. You know, because you've been struggling with it for so long, and it's like to finally figure this area of your life out is just so. This is amazing. You know, so that's why I do what I do. So make sure though, make sure if you're first time here, make, get the hypnosis session and watch the training I give you and get on my email list. That's the other thing. I, I, get, I send you guys emails every day. They're really helpful. Um, I think you'll find that they're really helpful because you got, you got no roadmap, dude. You got, you all got to know for me to give you a meal plan is, is useless. It's literally useless to help you lose weight. You know what I'm saying? You already know what you should do to lose weight. You already know what you should and shouldn't eat. Enough to lose weight. You always learn more about nutrition, right? We got like that, but you know enough. The problem is you do not know enough about how to change your behavior. You have no idea how to influence your behavior at all. You have zero strategies or skills. You know? You don't know how to change how you're thinking about things, how you feel about food, how to change your behavior, your habits, your eating right you got willpower you got one tool and one tool only willpower i think you're doing more than just assisting with weight loss it's deeper than that it it absolutely is you're totally right about that because what i'm really talking about here is really personal development you know um the program yourself then technique is really what i call it i call it self-hypnotic programming and it's more general term and it's a technique i've been using for 30 years personally and teaching for 20 years to my clients and i don't just have my weight loss program program myself then i've got a bunch of other programs too you know i've worked i work with entrepreneurs you know i work with a lot of different people i really focus on weight loss at this point but this um this strategy of self-hypnotic programming is really about how do i influence myself how do i change how i think how i feel and how I behave. Because when you can change how you think, feel, and behave, you change everything. And that is the biggest challenge you have right now is that you do not know how to change those things. So once you do, life kind of opens up for you because there's a lot of things you want to do in life. And the main reason you're not able to get yourself to do them is because you don't know how to practically, in a real legitimate way, change how you think, how you feel, and how you behave. You really have no strategy for that. You've got willpower. And it doesn't take much explanation to understand a much deeper way to influence how you think, how you feel, and how you behave. And so I'm so passionate about this. So yeah, I use the weight as the initial thing that I really put out there in the world because it's an emergency, first of all. You know what I mean? Like literally, the number one cause of preventable death at this point is weight-related. You know, like like it's. Uh. So, anyways, so yeah, I, I and, and so to your point, I like to take the weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So everything I'm talking about, I want you to live as long as you possibly can, and I want you to have the best quality of life while you're alive. And that best quality of life is not dictated by the number on a scale. It's dictated by how you feel day in and day out, the quality of your relationships, the quality of your behavior, and what you're doing day in and day out, what you're able to accomplish and experience. 
you know? So I'm very passionate about you being able to experience all the things you want to experience in your life. And I know you're probably not because you've never learned any of these things. And I, to be honest, I mean, it feels like me paying it forward because I can still remember the exact moment in my life. I always joke, you know, like 30 years ago, a 50 pounds heavier, a binge drinker, uh, depressed, completely lost. I took a semester off from school. And it was during that time I took off from school. There was about, it was about a month. And I, and I shit you not, I've told this before, but this is really true. Within that month, I was exposed. This is all true. I was exposed to Tony Robbins, personal development, hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, yoga, meditation, guitar, and martial arts. And it transformed my life. And I still remember that. I remember that time like it was yesterday because I, re I remember telling my mom, I was like, you know, you can change, you can change yourself. I did not know this. I felt so stuck in every area of my life. It's not my relationship. I still, I was going out with my wife, so that, that I had going for me. But every other area of my life, I felt so lost and stuck. And in the core of it was that I did not know how to change myself. I just felt like I was what I was. And I was always going to be that. And that was the, the foundation of my depression. <laughs> I, I just felt so stuck and lost and depressed. So, so yeah, so I grabbed onto those things and I was, it just transformed me. And it was such a dramatic change. I got a degree in finance and investment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I pivoted, you know what I mean? Because it was such a profound change for me. And so I, I just, it's, it's been a dream. You know what I mean? It's been amazing since then. So 20 years to be able to help people and share this with them. And then last year, really social media. And that's been really fun too. Cause you know, to be honest for the last five years, I have programs, but I promised I was doing private coaching and I love private coaching, but it's, it's, it, most people can't do it. That's why I, I changed up what I was doing last year. Cause I love private coaching, but I can only help a small handful of people. And so that's why I, I redid the program, put it out there for the world. Um, so more people could do it, you know, but anyways, um, Michael says, I always gain weight from October to December and I've gained 20 pounds in two months. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of weight. Um, yeah, it's amazing, right? How, how fast can be? What happens in January? Do you lose some of it usually? How much do you usually use lose once once that's over? Curious. Um, Fiery Vixen, I'm doing a course on hypnotherapy now because it's life changing. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Good for you. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of hypnosis. Here's the thing though, like you gotta I always say like like studying hypnosis is like being a musician. Like you can go to school for being a musician. But it really comes down to you and your passion. And so you got to have a passion for it because you got to like follow all your threads of interest and curiosity. Because um, I've not seen one hypnosis program that, that teaches everything. You know, it's not like college, like you go and get a degree or, you know, you, you got you got to have that fire within you as well. But good, I'm glad. I'm glad you're you're doing that. Um, but yeah, Michael, be careful. That's, that's a lot of wait in two months, right? Um, that's interesting. Yeah, but not unusual. I mean, people, you, we can put a lot of weight on in a short period of time, right? It, it doesn't uh, it doesn't take long. Yeah, usually I get back to normal and able to lose the weight. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, so 20 pounds for you and then you lose it. So yeah, there's probably not much mo motivation to skip that, right? Because you get to enjoy yourself for a couple months, eat the hell out of stuff, right? Put 20 pounds on and then you take it off. So 
I mean, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that unless you have a problem with it, you know? Um, I'll put some weight on over the holidays. I don't mind December. I kind of take the, the kind of ease off on the, on the gas a little bit. I'll drink a little more wine. I'll eat a little more. I, I'll usually, usually I say that. I, this year, I do not think that's going to happen because this year, being sick with COVID and I haven't been 100%. So I, I don't feel the same desire to want to like be as sloppy with my eating over the holidays. But we'll see. We'll see. Anyways. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get my voice a break. I got, I got a coaching call coming up here. So I got to save my voice. And uh, But it's been a pleasure getting back on here. And you guys are awesome, as usual. Um, not surprised about that. So thanks for the questions and comments. I really appreciate them. Again, if you have not yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, and watch the training. Watch the training I give you and read the emails I send. Okay, they're all going to help you um, have the best holiday ever. All right. Thanks, Marcy. I appreciate you saying that. I saw your friend Karen there has got COVID too. I was like, we're COVID buddies. Um, so that sucks, you know, because I know it's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's worse than I thought. I know that sounds silly now, but I'd kind of written it off and I was kind of, I was hit out of left, left field with the, the whole COVID thing. But uh, all right, everyone. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You can listen to the, the podcast too. There's a podcast is program yourself. Then uh, it's on all the podcast platforms and, uh, you know, program yourself then. If you want to learn about the programming, go check it out and uh, go get the hypnosis session, watch the training, and uh, I will see you all soon. So thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.